and welcome to the latest podcast from Zurich Life. I'm Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Templey, our Head of Investment Development, to discuss the latest developments across investment markets. We also hope this podcast will give you a comprehensive overview of our current fund position. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also directly through our blog tab on www.zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this overview does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. So Richard, during the first month of the year, it could be fair to say that equity markets paused for breath after a strong rally in the fourth quarter of 2016. Things seem to have begun moving forward in earnest again in February, is that fair to say? Well, uh, good afternoon, Ian. And uh, before I answer the question, just I think it's interesting to note that uh, we've just hit the eighth anniversary of the bull market, which began in March 2009. So that's, that's a, an interesting fact. Uh, yes, markets were quiet in January, but they rose sharply again in February as the Trump rally uh, regained traction. A number of markets, however, have moved into overbought territory. Market participants are closely watching the new US administration's policy action, especially in regard to proposed corporation tax cuts and an expected expansionary economic environment. Every 1% cut in corporation tax equates to an approximate 1% rise in US corporate profits, thereby reducing the price earnings multiple. That's an interesting point, Richard. And have earnings per share been revised up on the back of this? Strategists have yet to revise up earnings per share estimates for the US market as ongoing attempts to stymie policy action are causing some concern. There remains a dichotomy between investor sentiment on the one hand and both economic data and market price movements on the other. It seems that no matter how much the market runs or how good the economic data comes in, uh, individual investors just will not believe in it. This lack of buy-in has been one of the strongest contrarian indicators of market support. Uh, equities remain well-valued on a relative basis compared to bonds and cash, although they have become more expensive on an absolute or PE ratio basis. Eurozone government bonds offer little long-term value despite the slight recovery seen in February. You mentioned PE ratios there a couple of times, and last month saw the culmination of the Q4 earnings season from 2016. How did that finish up and how did that feed into equity prices? Okay, well, um, first of all, equities in euro terms were up, as I said before, strongly in February, as market participants continued to assess US policy action, as well as the likely number of US rate rises during 2017. Uh, as regards the earnings, markets were generally happy with fourth quarter results, which were announced throughout January and, and into February. So far this earnings season, uh, 65% of companies have beaten their consensus analyst earnings per share estimates. The standout sector has been technology, with an 81% uh, earnings beat rate. Was there any geographical dispersion in performance seen over the last month uh, around the world? Well, first of all, overall world equities uh, in euro terms were up 4.6% in February, 
and have given the total return in the first two months of 4.8%. However, euro weakness against a number of currencies helped that, um, that overall figure of 4.6%. However, all of the major markets were up in local currency terms, ranging from 3.7% in the US to 0.9% in Japan. And year to date, in the first two months, Hong Kong, which is up close to 8%, and the US, up 5.6%, have led the way. Sector rotation is something that has been on investors' radars recently. Um, was there much dispersion between sectors recently, and, and how did that pan out? Well, yes, Ian. Uh, partly reversing recent trends in the US, some defensive areas, such as healthcare, which was up by 6.2%, and consumer staples, up by 4.9%, outperformed in February. Financials also performed very well. Year to date, the best performing sector has been technology, up over 9%, and the worst sector was energy, down 6.3%, where we have seen some profit taking after a strong move last year. Our views on different asset classes have become well documented, including our medium term outlook for bonds. How did they perform as an asset class during February? Okay, well, the the main index we look at, the Merrill Lynch Euro over five-year index, was up by 1.7% in February. Uh, that followed a, a hefty decline of 3.1% in January. Uh, and overall, year-to-date, bonds are down by 1.5%. Bond prices um, have, however, suffered materially in the last five months. Eurozone bonds had been supported up to the end of July of last year by economic growth concerns and increased quantitative easing. However, they are now facing an environment of higher US rates, the prospect of a reflationary US economic policy, and concerns over upcoming general elections in a number of Eurozone countries. And bonds can be heavily influenced by inflation and interest rate expectations. And has recent inflation data in Europe and rate rise expectations in the US had much of an impact on sovereign yields? Yes, well, firstly, inflation has picked up uh, around the globe, not, not hugely, but certainly we've seen um, some pickup uh, in inflation. The German 10-year bond yield fell over the month from 0.44% to 0.21%. The yield had hit an all-time low of minus 0.19% on the 8th of July of last year. Equivalent US rates fell marginally last month from 2.45%, to 2.39%. Yields in the US reached a 2016 low of 1.36%, also on the 8th of July, and have risen due to the expectation of further interest rate rises and the likely change in US economic policy by the new administration. Markets are now expect two further rate, US rate rises of 0.25% each during 2017, with the first one uh, coming on the 15th of March. Eurozone rates are likely to remain at ultra low, low levels for at least 18 months. In terms of the commodity side of things, oil has been influenced in recent months by OPEC uh, production cut negotiations, whilst industrial metals have been closely linked with economic growth expectations. What price fluctuations have we seen in that area recently? Well, commodity prices overall were down marginally during February and are down about 1% so far this year. Uh, after an almost 50% rally in 2016, the oil price fell slightly again in February. There remain some niggling concerns over OPEC's plans to cut oil supplies. 
The gold price rose by close to 4% during the month to $1,254 per troy ounce, adding to January's 5% upward move. Gold was up 8.6% in 2016. Following a sharp 9% uh, rally in January, the copper price fell back slightly uh, by just, uh, just about 1% during the month, but remains up close to 30% since the recent rally began in mid-October 2016. Concerns over strikes at the, world, at the world's largest copper mine in Chile affected prices. You mentioned earlier the uh, impact of a weakening euro on um, equity prices, and we manage all our funds from the perspective of Eurozone investor. How has euro currency movements influenced performance recently? Okay, well, the euro currency weakened by close to 2% against the US dollar uh, during the month, with the euro dollar rate moving from 108 to 106. Uh, forthcoming elections in the Eurozone and expectations of stronger US economic growth have put some pressure on the euro currency. And as I mentioned earlier, um, a number of uh, equity markets uh, benefited from that weak euro um, for our funds last, last month. Um, as active managers, we are constantly reviewing and assessing our positioning and our outlook on the world. Um, what is our outlook currently and how are we broadly set up uh, from a sector and geographical perspective? Okay, well, equities were maintained at a strongly overweight position during January at the expense of Eurozone government bonds based on the relative value argument. Country positions were also broadly maintained during the month with overweight positions in the US, Japan and Asia and an underweight position in the UK, other countries being broadly neutral. Sector positions were altered somewhat with the fund managers becoming slightly more defensive. For example, some profits were taken in US technology stocks. Sector-wise, the funds are overweight technology and healthcare and underweight in utilities and telecoms. Thank you, Richard. Well, that brings us to the end of this edition of the Zurich Live podcast. So thank you for your time and for listening. Please feel free to get in touch with myself, Ian Slattery, or one of my Zurich colleagues with any comments or suggestions. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on the latest investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. Thank you again from both of us, and we hope you'll join us again for the next Zurich Life podcast. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.